Welcome to the broadcast of the Bible Way Church of Atlas Road, where Daryl Jackson is our pastor. We're located at 2440 Atlas Road in Columbia, South Carolina, and we're glad you've tuned in. We pray today's message is a blessing to you. If you desire prayer, our ministers are available to pray with you. Give us a call at 803-776-1238 or call us toll-free at 1-888-776-1238. Today, Assistant Pastor Randall Mac Jackson continues our series of messages on celebrating God's goodness with a message entitled, Something Better for Us.
faithful. The prophet Jeremiah said in Lamentation is it because of the mercies of God that we're not consumed. His compassion faileth not. They are renewed every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. Has God been faithful to anybody out there? I don't know about you, but he's been faithful. Then she said, and the choir said, your goodness and mercy is running after me. One of the iconic scriptures, Psalms 23 says, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me. Notice it didn't say I was following goodness and mercy. It says goodness and mercy shall follow me. So come on quiet, let's do that again. Your goodness and mercy your is running after is me. Running. Somebody lift your hand. Lifted hands, Father, we thank you. God, where would we be without your goodness? And God, we realize it is running after us. It keeps us from falling, God. It protects us. 
God, we thank you for your faithfulness. Now, God, we ask that you let the words of our mouth, the meditations of our hearts be acceptable unto you. You are our strength and our redeemer. It's in your name we pray. And everybody said amen. Oh, come on, give God a praise. Amen. Thank God for the choir. Let's celebrate them on this morning. You may be seated in the presence of God. Amen. Thank you, choir. Thank you, Sister Bree. Choir, I just want to let you know, never lose that anointing that God has placed on you. Never lose that anointing. You don't have to sing like nobody else, but the way God wants you to sing. Can we celebrate them one more time on this morning? Thank you. Don't they look good in their conigans? Amen. Thank you. We honor the spirit of the Lord on this morning, certainly on this very special Members Appreciation Sunday to our pastors. We honor Pastor Daryl Jackson. Amen. Come on, give God a praise for him. Our senior pastor, Pastor Willie Mae Jackson. Come on, give God a praise for her. On this very special Pastor's Appreciation Sunday, David said in one of the Psalms, and he shepherded them according to the integrity of his heart. Our pastor has integrity, y'all, and he shepherds us according to the integrity that God has placed in his heart. So God, we thank you so much for him. We thank you for Pastor Willie May. He came to me right before I came on the pulpit and said, let God use you. And right then I felt the anointing of God. As soon as he touched me, I felt God's anointing. We honor all of our associate pastors. We honor our clergy, to all of our deacons, to Mother Jackson. Thank God so much for her. To Mother King, we thank God so much. Our only two charter members remain, and so we ought to give God a praise for them on this very special Members Appreciation Sunday. To our church mothers, to those and I said this at eight, that may be homebound. We have so many that are homebound, but they are listening and they're looking at this service right now. So can we thank God for all of our church mothers, to all of you, my sisters and brothers, and to the members of the Bible Way Church of Atlas Road. Jeff said to the greatest assistant pastor, I leaned over and said to someone, until you get rid of me, Amen. Amen. But I'm not going nowhere. You don't have to worry about that. I enjoy serving as the assistant pastor. But let me let you in on something. I'm not the first assistant pastor. Pastor Jackson was the first assistant pastor. He assisted Bishop Jackson. Amen. And that's why God has blessed. I said to someone, I think I said on Wednesday, if you can't follow then you certainly cannot lead. So thank God for someone that has followed Bishop Jackson. That's why he leads so well. We're going to ask if you would stand, amen, as we read our scripture. I told Elder Jeff the other day, I know y'all asked me to preach on the fifth Sunday because we serve breakfast after 8 o'clock. And we got dinner before, uh, after 11 o'clock, and 
It's a rumor that Pastor Mac is not a long-winded speaker. <laughs> so I'm going to try to get you out by something after 12, maybe 12.30, something to one. Amen. Don't hold me to that, though. God is going to have his way. The iconic scripture that our pastor, scriptures that our pastor have been preaching from all year long, and he said God gave him several months ago several passages of scriptures to preach from and he talked about in the month of October starting on the first Sunday the goodness of God Pastor Antoine amen on Sunday August 20th preached about amen something good is going to happen so God said Pastor Mag you go to an iconic scripture that probably most people are familiar with and that is Hebrews chapter number 11 verse 1 but then God directed me to verse 39 and verse 40 Pastor Lawson and I said this at 8 o'clock I've been reading this passage of scripture all my life probably most of my life and I never ever paid attention and I'm not embarrassed to say to verse 39 and verse 40 so listen to what the Word of God says. Reading from the New King James Version, Hebrews 11 and 1 says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Skipping down to verse 39 through verse 40, the New Living Translation, second edition, says all these people earned a good reputation. Somebody say a good reputation because of their faith, yet none of them receive all God had promised. Verse 40 says, for God had something better in mind for us. Let me read that again. For God has something better in mind for us so that they would not reach perfection without us. Before you sit down and we're talking about celebrating God's goodness Look at your neighbor, just wave at him. Say, neighbor, God has something better for us. Turn around to the other side. Just wave at your other neighbor. Say, neighbor, God has something better for us. Give God a praise as you take your seat. I don't know about you, but I can rejoice and I can thank God that God has something better Notice we didn't say for me, but we said for us. I don't know about you, but when I think about this current generation and they have all of the social media and it's almost an individualized society. It's a me only society. This social age digital generation, they're full of individuals who look only out for themselves. Just go into any platform of social media, and I admit I'm not out there on social media that often. I do look at Facebook, but unfortunately, I don't have time for the other platforms, but I do talk to individuals, and I do look at Facebook, and you see all of these self-portraits, and there's nothing wrong with that, you know. You see all these click, look at what I got on today. Click, look at me and my new boo. 
Click, it's my birthday. Please cash app me. Come on, somebody. My, my mother probably would have a fit if I go to someone and says, it's my birthday, please give me a gift and give me, a gift and give me some money. In other words, that's what they're saying. Please cash out me. Just, just individualize. And from a young age, we start comparing what we have to what others have. And listen to a quote that I read the other day. And it says, comparing ourselves to others removes our focus from the present and has us always wondering what we could have what we should have, and what we would have. I didn't say that, that's a quote. We are always comparing ourselves, what well, I could have had this, well, I should have this. We live in an, in an, in an, in an era where everybody feels entitled now. Well, I, I would have this. Remember to always thank God for what we already have, and don't worry about what others have. Anybody thank God for what you got? The, the scripture says, for I have learned in whatsoever state I'm in to be content. I don't know about you, but I have learned, and, and it's the learning process, y'all, to whatsoever state I'm in. That means if I'm up, I'm content. That means if I'm down, I'm content. That means if I'm happy, I'm content. One of the things I love about our pastor so much is you can't tell which way he's feeling. He is always the same. You don't know if he's happy. You don't know if he's sad. And that's a good thing. We have learned in whatsoever state we're in to be content. Look at what Oprah said. Be thankful for what you have. You'll end up having more, she said. If you concentrate on what you don't have, you will never, ever have enough. <laughs> Oprah said that. Now, she said, if you continue to concentrate on what you don't have, you will never have enough. So thank God for what you do have. Give thanks in everything for what you do have. One of my favorite author, gospel artists, and he's no longer with us, the late Bishop Walter Hawkins, said, God has not promised me sunshine. That's not the way it's supposed to be. Look at what Bishop Hawkins said. But a little rain mixed with God's sunshine, a little pain makes me appreciate the good times. Then he says, be grateful because there's somebody else that's worse off than you. Any grateful folks in the house? Love Center Choir said, be grateful for there's somebody that would love to be in your shoes. Mother King, I remember the testimony services when we were in the Memorial Chapel. Mama, I remember the testimony services and we didn't have Walter Hawkins back then, but we would sing a song that there is no secret what God can do, what he's done for others. Anybody know that's your testimony? He'll do for you. Then the hymnologist says, with arms wide open, he'll pardon you. Anybody know there is no secret? There is no secret 
what God can do. Give God a praise if you are thankful for what God has already done for you. We declare on this fifth Sunday in October that we are people of faith. Amen. We declare and we believe in the promises of God. Anybody believe in the promises of God? I believe in God's promises. I believe in the word of God. I stand on the word of God. 2 Corinthians chapter number 1 verse 20 said, For all the promises of God in him are yes, and in him, amen, to the glory of God through us. In other words, Paul says every promise that God made is a yes and an amen. Anybody standing on God's promises? I don't know about you, but there are some things that God has promised me, and it hadn't happened yet. There are some things that God has promised you, and it hadn't happened yet. You wait on the promises of God. You sit there and you wait on God's timing, and please don't rush God. Please do not rush God. You can't do God's work for him. You have to allow to God to do his own work, and you wait on his timing. I heard Pastor Jackson preach this last Sunday at Pastor Carlton Dixon's church. Isaiah chapter number 40, verse 29 through 31 says, He gives power to the weak. And to those who have no might, he increases strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But here it is, but they that wait upon the Lord, anybody waiting on God's timing, shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. I don't know about you, but I promise God I'm going to sit there and wait. Let me get you a little testimony with you. As I was working on my dissertation, the enemy came and said, you were never completed. He said, you would never, ever get finished. And God knows I was listening to the enemy, and I got discouraged. My wife can tell you, I would go to the charter house. I would study every day, and I would say, well, Lord, how in the world am I going to finish? I go to church three and four days a week. I go with my pastor every time he has to speak. But look at what happened, and God knows I don't wish this on anybody. God allowed COVID to come to the land. And we didn't have to go as much. I went to my office six days a week. Didn't have to come to church, but once a week. And I worked on my dissertation. And here's the testimony. I passed the first time with flying colors. Tell me God won't do it. Anybody know that God would do it? Faith erases doubt. I had faith in God. And it also erases the notion that things are doomed to fail. There may be stumbling blocks that come your way, but anybody know that faith can destroy the stumbling blocks? I don't know about you, but my faith will destroy the stumbling blocks. Let me let you in on something. Don't let the enemy trip you up now. Don't let the enemy cause you to fall. For Isaiah said in chapter 49, verse 19, when the enemy comes in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against him. And then David said in Psalms, when the wicked 
Even my enemies and my foes came upon me to eat up my flesh. They stumbled. Not only did they stumble, but they fell also. In other words, God says, I'm not going to let you fall, but I'm going to let the wicked stumble and fall. Don't you let nobody discourage you. I said to the church at 8 o'clock, Brother BJ, anything that makes me mad, one thing that makes me mad is this. If you tell a child that he or she is not smart enough to do anything, don't, don't ever say that in my presence. I never tell children they're not smart enough. Amen. I never tell children that they're not smart enough. As a man thinketh in his heart, the scripture says, so is he. So eliminate the doubt and learn to trust completely on faith. I read somewhere else that doubt can be hangovers from your past experience. <laughs> I'm going to say that again. Doubt can be hangovers from your past experience. Now, because, Brother Anthony, Elder Anthony, I'm a church baby, and I never had a hangover before. I don't know what a hangover is, but I've been told that the day after is worse than the day before. Say amen, somebody. I, you don't have to say amen. Deacon Simmons, you're a church baby too, so you'll know nothing about that. But the, the day after a hangover can be worse than the day before, but it can be hangovers from your past experience. Well, what are you saying, Pastor Mac? I'm going to pick on the men this morning. Men, stop calling her five times a day. Men, if she's out with her girlfriend, stop checking on her, asking her where she's been. Give God a praise that she's not at the club somewhere. Give God a praise that she ain't hanging out with Hoochie Mama somewhere. Come on, somebody. Give God a praise that she is willing to come back home. Amen, somebody. Thank God for a good woman. And stop dealing with your past hangovers. <laughs> somebody say, you preaching hard right now, Pastor Mac. <laughs> Stop doubting and have faith in God. There were doubters in the Bible. <laughs> Come on, testify, Brother Abraham. In Genesis chapter number 17, verse 20 through 22, Abraham and Sarah doubted God. But look at what the scripture says. As for Ishmael, the scripture is talking about Abraham. I will bless him also, just as you have asked. Now, let's remember now, Ishmael was not the promise, but God blessed Ishmael because of Abraham. Parents, God blessing your son and daughter because of your prayers. Because you prayed, he's blessing you. He says, as for Ishmael, I will bless him just as you have asked. I will make him extremely fruitful and multiply his descendants. He will become the father of 12 princes, and I will make him a great nation. Say what you want to, but the, the, the Ishmael has some great descendants, and there are great nations. We may not agree with everything that they do, but they are a great nation. But look at what verse 21 says. But Abraham, my covenant, will be confirmed with Isaac who will be born to you and Sarah about this time next year. So God changed Abraham's doubt 
into faith. Moses was a doubter. He said, God, I can't talk like my brother Aaron. God said, I don't need you to talk. He said, I'll speak for you. Gideon was a doubter. You're going to hear about that in some upcoming sermons. Job wife say, Job, why don't you curse God and die? Job said, you talk like a foolish woman. Thomas, one of the 12 disciples, was a doubter. And he said, unless I touch you, God, I'm not going to believe. But after Thomas saw Jesus, he said, God, not only are you my Lord, but you are my God also. Give God a praise if you know that your faith can turn your doubt around. Let's look at our scripture text, and then we'll be sharing three key insights, and we'll let you go. The book of Hebrews was written to encourage the Hebrew Christians and some biblical scholars say that it may have been written in the second, written to second generation Jews who converted to Christianity, but they were struggling with their new faith. Let me share something with you, church. Embrace new converts and know that they're not going to always be where you are. They're going to struggle with their faith. Embrace young people. They're not going to always get it right. Truth be told, we just didn't get caught. Amen. I'm going to testify. We just didn't get caught. If God was to reveal, uh, uh, uncover the covers, we would say, Lord, cover them back up. So this, this church in Hebrew, they, they, they were converted to Christianity, they were Jews. Biblical scholars believe that Hebrews was probably written about A.D. 70 before the destruction of the temple in Jerusalem. And the book of Hebrews doesn't identify any authors. Many think that Paul perhaps was the author because of the way that it was written. But some biblical scholars say that it wasn't Paul because Paul usually introduced himself in his letters he would always say to the church at Corinth, this is your brother Paul. He would always end his letters by saying, pray for this, pray for that. Others say that it may have been Luke. Some say it may have been Philip the evangelist. And some even say that it may have been a female author, Priscilla. However, many believe that it may have been difficult for a woman to write this book back then in the biblical days so perhaps that it was priscilla and aquila that wrote this book the jewish christians had family members and they were lifelong friends who couldn't understand why they had turned to christianity so the author wrote this book to encourage them he wrote this book to say that god is greater than angels. God is greater than Moses. God is greater than the Old Testament priesthood. The new covenant is greater than the old covenant. Well, Pastor Mac, what are you talking about? The new covenant and the old covenant in the book of Jeremiah chapter number 31, verse 31 to verse 33, the prophet Jeremiah talks about the old covenant and how there will be a new covenant. And Jeremiah says, the day is coming, says the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the people of Israel and Judah. The covenant would not be like the one I made with their ancestors. He says, I will take them by the hand and I will lead them out of the land of Egypt. But look at what 
the verse number 33 says, but this is a new covenant I will put on the people of Israel. He said, I will not give them a covenant of laws. He said, but I will speak to their heart. That's the new covenant. Jesus speaks to our heart. So church, don't worry about all of these laws. Let's not be so legalistic with things. Ask that God change a person's heart. If you believe in God and believe with your heart, then the scripture says you shall be saved. So chapters number 1 through 13 dealt with those legalistical things, dealt with God being greater, God being greater than angels, God being greater than Moses. And then chapter number 10, verse 23, it talks about how our faith is superior and chapter number 10, verse 23 says, let's hold fast to the profession of our faith without wavering, the scripture says, for he is faithful that promise. Anybody know God is faithful? He promised. <laughs> then we get to chapter number 11, and this is where our message is taken from. The writer of this book says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for it's the evidence of things not seen. The New Living Translation says, faith is the confidence that what we hope for will actually happen. Anybody got confidence that it's going to happen? It says that what we hope for will actually happen. It gives us assurance about things we cannot see. Look at what William Barclay said. He's a commentary, a commentator, and he says, faith means that we are certain of the things we hope for. We are convinced of the things we did not see. I don't know about you, but I got faith that God will do it. I got faith. I got the substance that God is going to do it. It says, it's the evidence of things not seen. And then the writer talks about different people of faith, and he mentioned different names of faith. He talks about Abraham. The writer talks about Moses. He threw rehab in there. He or she threw rehab in there. The writer talked about David. And then after an entire chapter of describing the faith of the Old Testament saints who lived lives of faith, the writer talked about something else, and these are where our three key insights would be taken from. And I'm going to use for the first insight, God passed promises. Our pastor shared this with us the other day, what God has already done for us. Look at what the writer says in verse 33. By faith, he said, these people overthrew kingdoms. They rule with justice and receive what God has promised them. They shut the mouths of lions. Who's the writer talking about? He's talking about Daniel. Not only that, they quench the flames of the fire. Come on, testify three Hebrew brothers, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They escape death by the edge of the sword. Come on, testify, Elijah. Come on, testify, David. Their weakness was turned to strength. They became strong in battle. Then it says, the women, and this is what I like, received their loved ones back. Who is he talking about? He or she is talking about, talking about the widow at Zarephite when she went to Elijah and her son had died. And she said, man of God, all I need you to do is come to my house 
And Elijah prayed for that water son, and that son came back to life. Anybody know God will keep his promises? He's a man that would not lie. He is the son of man that he doesn't have to repent. If he said it and if he promised it, then it's going to happen. So these were God's past promises. But not only were they God's past promises, we thank God for his present promises. Anybody thank God for his present promises? I thank God. Pastor preached some time ago, we're blessed in the city. We're blessed in the field. We're blessed coming in. We're blessed going out. We are above and not beneath. That's the present promise. We are the head and not the tail. That's the present promise. We thank God for this interior. And just like he said, God, I don't need you to speak the word. But I thank God. I believe in the present promises of God. All I need you to do is just speak the word. And you don't have to go to my house. But all I need you to do is speak the word and my daughter will be here. There's some mothers out there that's praying for their children. There's some fathers out there that's praying for their son. You say, God, I don't need you to come to my house, but all I need you to do is speak the word. Anybody need God to speak the word? God will speak the word. In, in, in the presence of God is the fullness of joy. And at his right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. I don't know about you, but I praise God for the present promise. I praise God for the past promise. But then I thank God and I praise him for the future promises. Anybody know that God has some future promises? Look at what the scripture says. For God had something better in mind, not for me, but for all of us. It said God has something better in mind for all of us. But don't, look, don't forget that last part. So that they would not reach perfection without us. On this Members Appreciation Sunday, I want to appreciate all of those 13 charter members. Deacon Simmons, I appreciate them. But I want the 11 that's going on to be with God that they're not going to reach perfection without me. God is going to perfect them, but they're not going to reach perfection without me. For they, for that, uh, uh, Paul said in 1 Thessalonians chapter number 4, verse 13 through 18, but I don't want you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning those who have fallen asleep, that you sorrow not as others who have no hope. For if we believe, anybody believe in God? For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so, God will bring him with him those who are asleep in Jesus. For this we say to you by the word of the Lord, that we are who are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord will by no means precede those who are asleep. Deacon Simmons, Mother Simmons is sleeping God, I believe with all my heart. But we're not going to precede those who are asleep. For the Lord himself, Pastor Willie May, for the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God and the dead in Christ shall rise first. In other words, mama, daddy is going to get a head start. But ready or not, here I come. The dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together 
It didn't say separate. We're going to be caught up together in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. Deacon Simmons, I remember a song you used to sing, Better Days Are Coming. By and by, when I reach that city, Lord, way up in the sky, my troubles will be over. Anybody got some troubles right now? My troubles will be over. My cancer will be over. My diabetes will be over. My arthritis, Lisa, will be over. Hallelujah. I'll be home at last. There's a better day that's coming. By and by. Look at your neighbor and say something better for us. Tell them something better for us. Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye. Oh, death, where is thy stain? Oh, grave, where is thy victory? The sting of death is sin. The strength of sin is the Lord. Thank you, Pastor. But thanks be unto God. Oh, thanks be unto God that giveth us. Anybody got the victory? Something better. Anybody got the victory? Somebody say something better. I got the victory. I got the victory. Hallelujah. I got the victory. That's something better. You can have the houses, you can have the land, you can have the money, but God has given me the victory. Victory is mine. Victory is mine. Victory today is mine. I told Satan, get thee behind. Somebody ought to thank God for the victory. Somebody ought to thank God for the victory. Somebody ought to thank God, hallelujah, for the victory. Something better, something better. I a parents, every mama, every daddy, every granddaddy, every grandmama. Just go touch your grandchild and just say better, better, better. Just say better, better, better. Better days are coming, by and by. He's given us the victory. We thank God for the past promises. We thank God for the present promises. But we rejoice after the future promises. Just look at hands and say, better, Lord, better. Say, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. It's coming, it's coming, it's coming. I don't know when. I don't know where, but I want to be caught up. I want to be caught up. I want to be caught up in the rapture. Come on, give God a praise. Give him a praise. Something better for us. Something better for us. I don't have to worry about what God has promised you. What God has promised me, he promised us. Something better. Let's rejoice and give him a praise. Let's give him a praise. To your feet as you stand to your feet better is coming y'all something better is coming 
I remember that song, Deacon Simmons. You used to sing it in devotional service. Better days are coming by and by. When I reach that city, way up in the sky, my troubles will be over. Anybody know you'll be home at last? I'm looking forward to being home with God. Sister Leandra Johnson wrote a different version of that song, and she said, better days. And we've asked our very own Sister Janelle Mitchell to come. Come on, give God a praise. Our very own Leandra Johnson. Leandra said, sometimes it feels cold and you feel all alone. But hold on, better days are coming. Mama, I know it can be rough and I know it's not easy. But I believe that better days are coming. Mother King, you've seen good and you've seen bad. You've been hurt beyond measure, but you've been happy and you've been sad. But better days are coming. Come on, Sister Janelle and our choir. Let's sing that song. And if there's somebody that want to come to the altar, we ask that you join us at this altar. Perhaps you're praying for your loved one. Perhaps you're interceding for somebody. Come on, pray on their behalf. Perhaps you want to receive salvation. You want to get closer to God. Come on and stand at this altar. Sometimes. Sing, Janelle. Sing. Yes, Lord. It feels cold. Yeah, yeah. And you feel all alone. Yeah, yeah. But hold on. Hold on. Better days are coming. Anybody know better days are coming? Yeah, yeah. In this world. Yeah, yeah. And I know it ain't easy. It's not easy, y'all. But hang on in there. Better days. Because better days are coming. Yeah, yeah. You seem good. You seem bad. You've been happy. But just remember, just remember that better days, better days are coming. Yeah. You ought to 
hands and now let me tell you something and we shared this with the church at eight o'clock doing altar call paul says for i reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared to the glory that shall be revealed to us through christ jesus i'll be remiss if i stand here and tell you you're not gonna have some hard days every day is gonna be a better day you're gonna have some rough times but there's no comparison that what paul says but i reckon that is there's no comparison to the glory that shall be revealed to us in christ jesus we want you to know that better days are coming with uplifted hands let's pray father we thank you god we have the faith the substance of things hoped for god we don't see it but we believe with all our heart we have the evidence even though we can't see it of things not seen god something better is coming for us just like you did it for those that are in the bible just like you did it for our parents god just like you're doing it for us we thank you for the past promises we thank you for your present promises that you're keeping us but god we rejoice and we thank you for the future promises of a better day it may not happen here god but god when we all get to heaven what a day of rejoicing that's gonna be when we all see jesus we will sing and we're gonna shout the victory now god bless some mother that's praying for their child bless some grandmother that's praying for their grandchildren heal bodies god we claim healing in the name of jesus we rebuke cancer right now we rebuke diabetes right now in the name of jesus god god we claim arthritis healed in the name of jesus god we claim everything that needs to be healed healed and god most of all save somebody that's unsaved redeem them god let them know that better days are coming this is our prayer in jesus name we pray and everybody say amen Come on, quiet. Let's do better days again. Oh, yes, better, better day. days. Yes. If there's someone that wants to receive salvation, someone that wants to be baptized, we invite you to stay at this altar. Yeah, one more time, quiet. Better days. Give their life to the Lord, just do We wait for you. Better days. Amen. They're still coming. They're still coming. If there's anyone else that wants to make that commitment to the Lord today, if you feel like you need a change in your life today, you want to be tapped in for those better days that are coming. Come, we're still waiting for you. Oh, anyone else? If there's anyone else, anyone else, the minister 
Maybe you want to make a commitment to the Lord. You want to rededicate your life. You want to connect with this branch of Zion. You are the been listening to the worship services at the Bible Way Church of Atlas Road, where Daryl Jackson is our pastor. Our worship services are open to all at 2440 Atlas Road in Columbia, South Carolina, just off I-77 between Shop and Bluff Roads. We will continue to air our services live here on the radio. We're also streaming live on our website at bwcar.org, on Facebook at Bible Way Church of Atlas Road, and now on YouTube. Our streaming services are available live on Sundays at 8 a.m. and 11 a.m. and on Tuesdays at 7 p.m. If you miss any of our services and want to watch them again, you can get them on demand on any of our social media channels. We invite you to stay in spiritual fellowship with us. To place your order for CD or DVD of today's sermon entitled, Something Better for Us, please call us at 803-776-1238. Reference sermon number 102923. Again, the number is 803-776-1238. Sermon number 102923. Join the Bible Way Church family Sunday, November 12th, 8 a.m. and 11 a.m. for our 60th year Diamond Jubilee anniversary service with special guest Dr. Carolyn Showell. Get ready for this powerful and dynamic service of celebration Sunday, November 12th, here at Bible Way. We praise God for the testimonies of those who have received Christ and now have a deeper relationship with God as a result of this ministry. To sow your financial seed into this ministry, you can give online by clicking the link on our website at bwcar.org. Or you can give right now from your mobile phone by texting BWCAR, your giving amount, to the number 73256. That's BWCAR and your giving amount to the number 73256. You can also mail your gift to Bible Way Church of Atlas Road, P.O. Box 90309, Columbia, South Carolina, 29290. Please don't mail cash. Financial donations are also being accepted at the church on Tuesdays from 12 noon until 6 p.m. Thank you for your continued support of this ministry. At Bible Way, our mission is to know God, to love, and to serve.